tuning into Small Big Wings, a window to the world of young, ambitious problem solvers. They are makers, designers, builders, hackers, scientists who heard their inner voice and amplified it. To learn more about our guest and to view the highlights of this episode, head on over to fbw.hvj.coach. Deep Bajaj is the man who has brought a number of innovative and India-first products to the space of feminine hygiene. His company, Serona, is now getting close to selling a million menstrual cups and has already sold more than 3 million Peabody's, the female urination device. I call Deep, I regard Deep rather as a Vaishnav Jan. Picking my words from the famous hymn, Vaishnav Janto Tene Kahiye Je Peed Parai Janere. The feat Serona has accomplished so far, the way it is going, the distance which it has to go, and the gap which it is addressing. All of this make Deep a living example and make Serona very, very special. The great Buddha Deep, the great Buddha said, Apo Deepo Bhava, be your own light. And here we are talking to someone who is doing his best, moving inches every day, every moment to remove the darkness from many a life. Thank you, Deep, for joining me on Small Big Wins. You are just too kind, sir, with your introduction. It's a pleasure to always speak to you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Deep. Deep, menstrual cups getting close to a one million now. So I was just doing some rough calculation and I believe one menstrual cup would at least be equivalent to 500 pads over a period of nine or 10 years. Well, sir, I'd say it will be about five to seven and a half thousand pads over that period. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it'll five thousand. Yeah. So what, what it said is that a, like on a typical, if, if I were to compare it to a tampon, Huh. Uh, like in the US, a lady would use anywhere between ten to 15,000 tampons in her active menstrual uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and usually it's recommended that you change pads every four to six hours. So if you go by that logic and you're using it about for five days over 12 months into 35 years of active menstrual cycle, that's the number that it hits. And so a million menstrual cups would be equivalent to how many pads? Oh, well, so into, into 5,000 then? <laughs> into 5,000 there. So that becomes like 5 billion? <laughs> Let's just say that it's a, it's a I hope uh, it, it makes some difference at the ground level rather than getting into numbers. But yeah, it is. The reason why I ask that, you know, in, in one sense, it is kind of comparable to renewable energy for a reasonably long period of time. And what impact does this have on sustainability? So, sir, you know, uh, it is a very, uh, you know, when you really come to think of it, it's the it's the greenest uh, menstrual hygiene product. Now, while um, we have nothing against pads, they've done their job at the time when they came in. You know, we were still on even this 15 or 20 percent, 12 to 8, 20 percent is what they say uh, Indian uh, women use menstrual product. I mean, they've done their job in bringing this number to here. However, now the needs of uh, women is changing. Our, our lifestyles changed. Our environmental status has changed. Yeah, so it's not only just the sustainability angle, uh, you know, that cups uh, have to offer. If you look at the changes in lifestyle, uh, you know, when it comes to today's woman, whether 
you know, urban India or rural India, the the lifestyle has changed completely. You know, she's out about, she's out and about far more than she was earlier. When you look at urban Indian kids, they're swimming, running, jogging, doing all those things. And fads have a way of, uh, you know, uh, limiting them to a certain extent. Like you can't definitely run, swim, jog uh, very conveniently with a pad on. So from that standpoint, you know, a cup can be worn. You can wear it the whole day. It, it collects the blood. You can just, you know, uh, clean it once in a day uh, if if it comes to that. Or whenever, you know, you have uh, access to a loose, but it doesn't restrict you. So from that standpoint, the product is far better uh, than a, a pad. If you look at the financial impact, one cup can last you for up to five years if you use it well, uh, up to even a decade. Mm-hmm. So for the below poverty line or for even tier two, tier three towns, it's not a financial strain. And for urban India, the philosophy is why waste? You know, when you have something which you can just buy once and don't need to buy it every month. Then comes the environmental angle where we say that, you know, uh, one pad will take about 500 to 700 years to decompose, like each pad that you throw right. into the number of women who are using it today. Uh, so why, you know, let's just, it also saves the environment. And if you talk about rural India, if you talk about women in tier two, tier three towns, the disposal system of sanitary products doesn't exist right now. So whatever we are throwing is, is, is entering the landfills. So on all the three accounts, you know, the product scored so well that uh, we just thought it's, it's, it needs to be presented in the right light. We thought that it's time that we push it in the right light. They're not the innovators of the product, to be honest. But we certainly can say that when it comes to selling this product and making it a part of Indian women's lives, uh, Sirona can be credited as the category leader or the champion uh, of the product. Um, and yeah, thanks to you, you already mentioned about a million women who've... Uh, been very kind to try this product against a lot of taboo uh, that otherwise is associated with usage of uh, you know any alternate menstrual hygiene product, especially the ones which have to be inserted. Right. And when you thought about cups um, and you said you were not the real innovative uh, behind the product itself, but then was R&D involved to make it more convenient, to make it better? So, so I would say that uh, I think the the contribution that the team did, you know, we had done, uh, you know, we had done far more products which were India first, you know. So mm-hmm. it was in toilet hygiene. Pea buddy was India's first stand-in pea funnel. Right. So there we had anyways reinvented the wheel to figure out how will we get Indian women to move to uh, to to saying that don't deal with the toilet seat. Then again with the period pain relief patches, we did a similar journey to say they're using hot water bottle. She's using painkillers. How yeah. can we make it far more convenient? So when it came to cup, because the product has existed, you know, uh, for decades, the only question that we had to answer was where are these women who are suffering from these problems and how can we tell them that there's a solution that will just simplify it, just, just trust us once. So we divided to two buckets, honestly, more than the product product. I mean, it's an FDA approved medical grade silicone that we use. Uh, the product softness wise, yes, we did some trials, but you know, there are people who like it a little hard, there are people who like it a little soft. So there it was anybody's guess, to be honest. You know, what we had to crack was that in terms of quality, whatever we stand for, that has to be consistent. So that's the reason why today, on an average, we convert about 30,000 women every month, you know, uh, to these products. And because there are more women recommending it, we don't advertise, we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. So the, the deal there was to, to identify which sector is suffering the most. So first we spoke to all the tampon users who are anyways used to inserting a a product saying, well, it's a better alternative. Sees what other women have to say. And the ones who are not using it was more about just seeding the conversation, normalizing the conversation that, you know, uh, globally women have choices available. This is a choice. Try it if you want. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. we, We never said that this is the only product. Like today also, 
at Serona, we say that from puberty to menopause, there are many issues we've identified and we'll solve all of them when it comes to menstrual flow. Our job is to give you the variety and give you the right information. So we also have pads, but we have biodegradable pads. We have tampons. We have, you know, this cotton-based tampons. We have panty liners and we have cups. So we have entire thing. But if you talk about what is it that we would love you to try, what love we would love you to be known uh, for would be the cups because we believe it, it ticks all the boxes. While it doesn't make a lot of commercial sense, a cynic would say, you know, you've just sold it once. The customer will not come back for five years. And I'm like, you know, she will come back to me for other needs. So in this particular product, the more R&D that went was in understanding the right, the right price point at which she would not mind trying the product. Hmm. And second was in trying to figure out where these women are. Hmm. Um, and you'd be surprised. I mean, even in rural India, I mean, we do a lot of paid forward campaigns right now also. And uh, women are far more open. It's just that they never had the option available. They're using cloth because nobody taught them better. And the, the, the sanitary pad, the challenge was who will give it every month? Hmm. So they, I mean, there were different villages that I've uh, gone and spoken at. There's Dr. Diksha who runs our Serona Hygiene Foundation, and and she's on ground almost every week. And the kind of uh, you know survey she does, the kind of videos that she brings in are uh, heart wrenching. Yeah. The only the only thing is we don't we've not spoken about these. So in this particular case, it was more about let's identify where the audience is and talk to them about the solution that this product can bring and just bring it out, uh, you know, for them. And at the end of a life cycle for a menstrual cup, how is it treated? If it's so, weak, something? Uh, well, so it is basically silicon, right? So it will degrade over a period of time on its own also. Right. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, there is end of uh, life plants are there in the country as well where you can send it. But well, it's, it's not that big a hassle as of today because that collection system doesn't exist. So we are saying, let us just uh, first solve the problem at the fundamental level. She's the mm-hmm. customer at the base. Right. Let's solve it for her and then we come on to the, uh, the other part of the puzzle. You just spoke about these heart-wrenching videos which Dr. Diksha brings in and shares with you and the other team members. So you have seen all the stigma, the agony which yeah. exists in the country around menstruation and solving for it has been a big part of your journey. But because of this, what has grown inside you? What has reformed inside you? I would say, uh, far, I think I've become more empathetic. If, if, if I can use uh, uh, that word, uh, I don't know. That empathy is there to say, you know, when you get into solving one problem and... Uh, I mean, for me, it started from toilets, like I said, right? We started solving for toilets. True. From solving toilet hygiene related issues for women to menstrual pain to cups. Today, I see that there are so many issues that women face that are putting them at a disadvantage every day. So it just makes you feel, in a way, angry also at times. And this is so this is so commonsensical, right? This this needs to be there. Let's just bring it. Let's just solve it so that they can get about, get around their day uh, and their tasks far better. So it's it's a mixed bag. One when when I see uh, you know some incredible women who run this organization, uh, when they go on ground and they talk to people and they're able to make a difference, um, that's a feeling. That's a lot more. Uh, I mean, you feel you sleep better. You know that you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to as the entrepreneur deep, I believe why are we not getting more and more uh, avenues to to you know, just take it to as many women as possible because every day when I'm not able to tell a woman about this being, uh, you know, like an option, um, she perhaps is suffering with what she's not happy with. Right. So it's a mixed bag of emotions, I think. But yeah, I've become far more, uh, I think, uh, compassionate about uh, 
these issues. Like earlier, I mean, in our households, I've been to, I would like to believe, a reasonable school, good college. Uh, there was never a conversation around it. It was, it, it's never been discussed. You know? mm-hmm. It's been a, so much of a hushed, hushed uh, topic. And uh, and I got married. Then also there were no discussions. I mean, I just knew that she was on a period and that was about it, right? Uh, now I have two girls, you know, by the time they grow up, I hope I would have made a little bit of a difference in this uh, category with, you know, giving them far more options and far more openly and easily. Talking about difference, no. I never thought when I started doing this podcast series that I would ever be talking about menstruation on the podcast. And this is my third. The first one was with this gentleman from Pad Care Labs, Ajinkya. Beautiful. I spoke to Foman, who's the pad woman. And now I'm speaking to you today. <laughs> and, and, and I think that it is very important that uh, this subject is spoken by more and more by men. True. True. So, yeah. So what have been some of the uh, most remarkable men in your life who have come out in support of this and spoken about this <laughs> as vehemently as you speak? <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, I, I would say that every every husband who has bought the product uh, is has been uh, a supporter of the cause. Every media journalist who's written about us and who's a male has played uh, his role in, in pushing the category forward. and. Uh, and team members here, I think uh, we have uh, equal representation of men running this organization. The warehouse has most men, you know, who are packing these products and are talking about these with, with women at their homes. Right. We have a policy, you know, where we give menstrual product free to all the staff, uh, including boys who can take it for their uh, wives, you know. So, and this is for warehouse as well. So the, there was a survey we did. We said, go, go home and ask your mothers and your wives what are they using and, and you can take it you know from us i think though they have also played a part because in their houses so definitely this is not a topic which is discussed by boys you know going out to their mother and ask what are you using yeah. and that's what we are trying to 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 break with the whether it's the foundation or it is with these initiatives and all these three i think have played a very important role in pushing the the mission forward yeah i was uh, showing my wife namrita about your work and the website and uh, we immediately decided that let's get 50 or 100 of these menstrual cups, keep them at home and use them for women in the society, the complex, you know, women come <laughs> to work and, uh, you know, just hand them over. You are just so kind. No, you can just let us know the, uh, about it. If you have, if you can just bring them together, cups will manage. What we need, I mean, the evangelism that we need is, you know, if, if you can bring these women together from the foundation, we can take care of giving the cups. Yeah. And uh, so help us with that. And, and thank you for thinking about it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. More ideas on that, but later than this. Awesome. Um, on your opening message on your website, you say, if you are at it, you will crack it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're but right. There must have been some notable incidents where you uh, were cracking up. Yeah. Happens what, every day. What did the universe conspire to not let you crack up? What have been some of the most difficult moments? I would say, sir, that I've been uh, very blessed and very lucky, honestly. Blessed and lucky because, uh, you know, I, in the last five years at least, I've made it a, I don't know how, but uh, I just don't look at negatives. It is, it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't stay with me. If something bad happens, I would, I would just snap out of it. I mean, I don't really, I don't cry over it for a long time and that's been and I, it, it's not something that I would say that I've built I think that's this is 
This is what I was born with. That's why I said I'm just blessed to be like that. And what I'm now trying to do, now I'm trying to say that because there are cracks also that come come up every, every now and then. I mean, we've had everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. The co-founders have left. There have been uh, investors who've, you know, uh, issued uh, assurance that they'll invest and they didn't invest at the last minute. You know, there have been key team members uh, who we've lost to many things, you know. Um, and there have been competition who's come in with the same range of products. There have been, uh, every day something or the other keeps happening, right? But uh, earlier it was more, I think, about the age where I was like, yeah, fair enough. We will just get through it. Now I'm saying that I'm practicing uh, conscious uh, you know, trying to be, you know, looking at more positives in uh, even in consciously. So what I do is as a practice and I tell all my team members to do it as well. So there are about 100 of us, 60 in the office. And I think about 15, 20 send me direct emails, right? Every day on what's happening, what's not happening. And the only thing I request them is what you're doing, what you'll do. You, you guys are champions, you will do it. Just include one good thing of the day every day for me to read. You know, so every day something good happens. So I have now that on the phone for the last four years, I can show you that I capture one good thing that happens in my life every day. And there are three, four that are happening. And I write three, four. One of them, when I met you last time, I wrote that I know how to scale now foundation, perhaps, you know, with you. So I look at those notes here. So when, whenever there is something that goes wrong, I just go back to these notes and I, and I read it. And there is so much of positivity that is that you get from this one, one folder of your phone. Like to me, uh, that's the most powerful uh, place for me. So what do I do when I crack up? I just go and, and, and read this, the good thing of the day, whether from my team or what I have written myself over the last so many years. Usually uh, at work, when things have not gone right, I think I also believe in switching off a little. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't need to prove my uh, you know, integrity or loyalty to, to anybody. I'm committed to this. I, I show up. I'm the first one to come in. I'm the last one to leave. Not that it means anything, but I'm saying that I love my work so much that, uh, that I don't need to prove it to anybody how many hours I'm working. I believe that, you know, if you're having a rough day, it's better to leave that. You know, it's very important for you to ensure that if, if that particular day, some energies are not aligning with yourself, uh, just, just, just let it go, you know, just duck. So some of those things, you know, in combination, keep, uh, keep coming to my rescue. One is I say that if, if that particular day is, is not going right, read it. If, 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 if you've read things, if it's still not coming out of it, just go back home, play with your kids. Yeah, do something. Just Break the circuit. It's, it's about breaking that circuit because that negativity circuit, if you keep thinking about how worse can it get, then you just keep going to the new low. So it's important just breaking that circuit, coming out and solving it again. And I keep doing it every now and then. And uh, I don't know if I've answered it correctly. but uh, well, Absolutely. I think the latter part which you spoke about of breaking the circuit, someone very revered told me once in such a situation, don't exhaust your destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and and this one good thing a day. Yeah. How did this come about? <laughs> I don't know. I think four or five years ago, I just one random must be one of these bad days only. Where I thought, yeah, dude, how do you how do you train yourself to not to not look at what is missing but what is there? Right? And it cannot be, I'm thankful for my parents, I'm thankful for my wife, I'm thankful for my kids, right? Because after a point, your brain says, yeah, so, so big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. What else? What yeah. That everybody else has, that even Shah Rukh Khan has, or maybe uh, Ranbir Kapoor has, or maybe Sachin Tendulkar has. So I, mean, I need to be thankful for more. So I'm saying from, from my point, from where I started, uh, I got few things which I got and I'm thankful for them every day. 
but there are things that are taking place every day also despite some things going wrong so if i can start capturing good over the bad i think somewhere brain will start looking at it and it started just on a whim and then i came to the team for 3 years at least this we've implemented here that every day if you're sending anything to deep at the end of the day it has to have one good thing of it could be as silly as i got a seat in the metro but you don't appreciate it right you don't appreciate it right and so that's about good thing of the day that you are you must have had a long day but when you are closing your day close it on a positive note by saying hey thank god for this and then you sleep you know and then you go back and then you go to your family with with a positive mind that's how it started and and ever since it's been it just continued so no no i would say i don't know what triggered it but i'm sure well what must be one of these bad days only but then since then it has become a part of me that's that's a really good magic trick <laughs> well that there's another one also which i can give you if go ahead if i'm allowed so another thing that i really practice uh, and i keep telling my team members is to have a list of these energy vampires you know so this was told to me by a monk in new york dandapani and uh, you know his philosophy is and i'm sure it, it's all in all the monasteries they must be teaching it that you know it's all about energy right positive energy negative energy you're feeling great you're feeling bad you meet some people your days lit up you feel you meet some people they just you know you're just like ah oh, not the right guy i'm not getting the right vibes so it's also very important as entrepreneurs or as regular i would say that even if you're in a regular job that you conserve energy it's a finite resource according to dandapani he told me i don't know where it he learned it at his monastery he learned it but that's what he told me that you know energy is like money you run out of it you die uh you you know it's it, and you have to spend it judiciously so when you meet people you're exchanging energy right so it's it's important for you to to know who are those guys who are sucking the energy without even you are knowing it because they are they are nibbling on a very finite resource so in in your life you should actually have a list ready of people who you believe you speak to and they suck the energy out and there will be two kinds one you can deal with and one you can't deal with it could be your mother maybe your mother keeps comparing you to to your brother or to your sister which you don't like but she doesn't necessarily mean you're bad you know could be your wife maybe must doesn't necessarily mean you're bad when she says something bad to you for all you know it might be for your good only but our energies are not aligning you know what she's saying with a good intent is not aligning with how i'm processing it so what i need to consciously start doing is the people that i can ignore i should absolutely ignore them we are not reacting we are not responding the people who we cannot ignore are important but are energy vampires in that case we have to learn the art that after a minute i'll switch off and i will not react i will respond whenever i'm ready mm-hmm. you know with this so if you can have that list also ready it also keeps you going you know and it's a very powerful concept if you can start identifying people uh, could be your investor who's just comparing and you don't like it maybe you're not the kinds who will feel motivated by comparison maybe you're the kinds who would feel motivated by validation we don't know right we all have different taking points so yeah that's the second one which was very interesting if i may if i may add a little bit on that please do so main kuch din pehle pad raha tha and it is from one of our scriptures jahan ye bolte hain ki sharir mein panch kosh hote hain anamaya kosh aur fir pranamaya kosh मनोमाया विज्ञान माया और आनंद माया तो जो आपने एनर्जी शीत बोली दिस अन्नमाया कोश वॉट इज अस बॉडी एंड देन देर इज अ प्राण माया कोश विच इज द एनर्जी 
aligning all that energy, the vibes. Many times when we get into meeting, we say, I'm getting good vibes or the vibes yeah. are good. I think it's yeah. coming from that energy or the pranamaya kosh. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. So true. No, it's true. All of this is there. I think at the end of the day, it's just about yeah. your mental balance. It's very important for you to your remote should be in your hands, like they say. Absolutely. And mostly we are in the hands of the remote. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, our remote is in so many people's hands. Yeah. There are times when it could be in your, you know, I mean, if, if let's say you don't get along with your brother, just for discussion, yeah. or with your wife, uh, they, they'll say something and you just switched off. And it cannot be like that, right? Our remote has to be in our hands. Yeah. So that's where maybe energy vampires say, oh, that's an energy vampire. Let me take the remote back. Whatever you're saying will not make any difference to me, at least not today. Yeah. And how did this beautiful name come about, Firona? Uh, so, well, uh, like I said, I've been very lucky and blessed in life. So I also have uh, a very uh, tolerant wife who's been kind to tolerate me and my idiosyncrasies. And she suggested, in fact, uh, all the names. So everything that I think, yeah. So she's the one who suggested Sirona as a name. It means Celtic goddess of hygiene. So she's hmm. a healing deity. Hmm. So we're looking at a name which... Because we said that, you know, Peabody has become synonymous with peeing and with toilets. Hmm. What do we do with, you know, because pain, pain patch was the idea. So we said, what is pain patch doing? It's hmm. healing you. Hmm. Uh, it's, and it's healing you in a very different way, you know, uh, because your hot water bottles and painkillers are not working. You can't take hot water bottle to office. Painkillers tend to have side effects or you have to wake up every few hours to have them. So can she just... Can, can we heal it? So we came up with the patch, right? Uh, and then the disposal bags help you with another problem of uh, throwing the, the chaffing cream, you know, that, that gives you rashes in intimate area, get rashes, became India's first herbal anti-chaffing cream. So all of these were more about healing and, and hygiene. So Sirona is what she suggested. And uh, and I stuck to it for the right reasons. So, <laughs> What are some of Sirona's uh, most distinguished moments? And I'm not talking moments of awards because you have plenty of them. ET under ET, ET, ET awards, several of them, Fortune 40 under 40, National Entrepreneurship. You have many of them. Let's not talk about <laughs> but, awards. But, but most distinguished moments from the point of view of people, sure. that if those people would not have been there, Firona would yeah. not have been where it is. I would, can't really pick one. I think everybody, even the office boy who is here today in office, as I speak to you, everybody has played a part here. Everyone, anybody who's prayed for our success today is, uh, shares equal credit. It's not one. It is, it is no one, actually. It's the collective energy which has made this organization. And uh, so many notable ones who continue with us for four years, five years. You know, we start from, we are a garage startup. Not even garage, actually. I started from Rashi's store. Rashi's my wife and she makes handmade carpets. So from her office desk is where the Peabody conceptualization and all that started. right? So I'm thankful to her that office. I'm thankful to her. Then when we took our two room, uh, you know, uh, office uh, in which one was a warehouse, all the guys who agreed to work with an unknown entity, you know, all the guys who agreed to come in uh, who were, so one is, okay, I, we can still say warehouse guys would have worked anywhere. But the guys who said that, fair enough, I'll make your online listing or I'll, I'll go and sell this product offline. I'm thankful. The person might not still be in the system, but I'm thankful to him because had he not done, had he not sown those seeds, we would not be reaping the benefits that we're doing today. Mm. There, are four, there are at least five people within the team who've completed four years with us. I'm eternally thankful to each and every one of them, you know. Uh, and uh, because they have the choice, right, at any point to go to and work for any other organization. 
Uh, I'm extremely thankful to my early believers, uh, whether, you know, it was the family who said, fair enough, you can take this point. Uh, my wife, because we are married, we already had our first uh, daughter. So mm-hmm. it means that there'll be financial strain for, uh, you know, longest period. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't bat an eyelid. Uh, thankful to my co-founder, who also happens to be my brother, to, to you know, to sail in the same boat. Uh, to early investors who the first first check we had written, but after that, you know, these guys came in and still company, there was no future that was clear. So, so many of them, I'm thankful to every customer, you know, who uh, trusted us with it. And there are two, two, three of them uh, that I that I remember, like, can't name, but, you know, there was this once uh, we were being featured on NDTV, there was a show called Real Deal. They picked the 12 social entrepreneurs from the country. And uh, they just randomly asked us that, can you, can you make us speak to some of your customers? Before that, we never spoken to customers like that. that can you come and give us a testimony? Whatever they were doing, they were doing it out of their good heart. Uh, but uh, we sent a random email to all the customers. One of them came in, and I and this. So if you know Delhi, uh, a little up, the, the the person stayed in Gurgaon, and the yeah. shoot was happening at Saket, and it was happening on a on a, on a week week end. You know, which means that it was a special trip. So this elderly couple shows up. Uh, the man was an army veteran. And uh, his wife, uh, you know, and I remember till then we were saying that Peabody, I'm sorry for a little longish answer, but I'll just take one more minute. Uh, before that, we thought that Peabody was only for, you know, like city travel and for pregnancy and arthritis. Yeah. When this lady came in, you know, the, the, the gentleman said that, you know, I'm, my wife uses your product uh, and she doesn't have arthritis. Uh, and my daughter-in-law uses your product. Uh, the wife uses, she's a cancer survivor, you know, and uh, her uh, she uses it because when we have to come to OPDs and we have to wait for two, three, three hours, you know, your immunity is at its all-time low. Um, and, and she is able to lead a better travel life because of you. I think I had tears in my eyes that day because, you know, now is the first time when this really hit hard that it's no more about just city traveling. We are maybe making a substantial difference in, in, in people's uh, lives, especially, you know, at that time with people. So I remember that was, I'm, I'm eternally thankful to those guys. And uh, and everybody else, I think there's so much to be thankful for. Yeah. There's, there's so many, so many. I mean, I can't tell you the list. We this this podcast will end maybe in five years if I just give you all the names. You know, so <laughs> wonderful. That's overwhelming. Um, insurance, event management, carpets. Oh. How did all this experience come together? <laughs> I'd say uh, I you know. I've said this earlier that I think it's how the great Steve Jobs says, right? It's only in hindsight that you can join the door. I believe all, all these experiences have must, you know, I mean, even today play a very important role. Like in the days of events, we used to organize these concerts, right? And in concerts, there used to be portable toilets, those porta potties that you see, right? Individual yeah. toilets you can use. Right? Yeah. Uh, and no matter how hard we tried, we could just not keep them clean. Then I moved into carpets. Around carpets, it was a struggle phase for the first few years. We had to travel. We'd already had a miscarriage. And uh, second time around, when we were pregnant, when we were blessed with our first daughter, uh, you know, we had to travel again. And it was in the last trimester. And last trimester, you know, Shrashu was put on rest to say, no, you can't travel. We still had to go. And we said, fair enough, what we'll do is, it was a meeting in Dubai. Couldn't even afford, but I upgraded the flight and, and we took business uh, class, but still the toilet was bad because a common toilet and just one bad man away from a bad toilet experience. So that experience, like I remember that that day that you know we were shitting bricks. God, I mean, you know. Mm. So 
वो उसका मुझे वो पार्ट याद है दैट यू नो वायल वी हैड अज एंड वी वर एक्सपेक्टिंग एंड हाउ आई विश यार की क्यों लड़कियां I mean, it was not that girls are standing up. They can't pee. Back then, the question was born around here: Why can't toilets be clean? You know, I was just trying to say, why can they not be clean? You know, it's, it's, it's basically. And then my mother had arthritis, so I had seen her also. She had become a social recluse. So events played a part in my professional life. My carpet business played a part because I traveled around the time that we shouldn't have traveled, and I saw this toilet experience, and I I had a very personal, uh, you know, experience before this with with our miscarriage. So I could see how pressing this is as a problem. and then uh, so when the idea of was this proposed on our road trip i was like this needs to be done this needs to be here and uh, and yeah so all these things i'm mean, i'm saying when that idea was just popped as a joke in a conversation where i was saying see men are so blessed we can stand in pure god loves us more because he made us better you know we are four couples traveling together delhi jaipur highway when i said that uh, and and this this was in fact again who am i again thank you for this friends wife Who said it that well? You know, it's only in India that this is like this. I had seen someone in Europe use a contraption to stand in pee. Had she not said that mm-hmm. that day, you know, maybe I would have just gone about saying, "Let's just find cleaner toilets." So I came back, did the research, realized I'm not the only Einstein to have always thought ever thought about it. There are uh, the first patent, by the way, for female urination device goes back to 1919, around the time when we were getting shot in Jallianwala Bagh. Right? But obviously, there was nothing here, so I came up with my own shape. We got a design patent on it. and that's the history but all the i would say everything that has happened has played a role in in us being here today the conviction of saying that you know we will see through comes from a fact that i've seen that i've done three four businesses where i where our persistence was there that business did well irrespective of whether the idea was great or not wherever persistence wasn't there that business failed so all everything has taught everything has taught something or the other and that is where it comes from if you are at it you will crack it that's my line yes <laughs> proprietary that's coined by me and i hope someday i'll get credit for it too yeah fantastic tell me a little about how does your team come together how do you make sure there's a culture of engagement in the organization i think they're very passionate people again been playing simple lucky mm-hmm. i've got some really rock star guys you know and they are the ones who build uh the culture i think we are a very live and let live kind of a organization like i said some of the things which i mentioned whether it's about uh, you know capturing good thing of the day it's also in a way telling them to stay positive and motivated we have a open door monthly meeting where anybody can ask any question and we openly share all our numbers to say yeah it can leak we don't care but what we earn is that that the feeling of family that family means to everything if you have somebody who you know who's leaking the information out said big deal for that one person i will not lose the trust of 49 who show up every day here thinking you know we we are on to something big mm-hmm. so the initiative is like that but uh, other than that i think it's been just plain simple luck where we were attracted some really phenomenal people you know like foundation as an idea was one of the team member dr deeksha suggested you know she came in uh, one day just off of a facebook message and uh, and i said yeah let's meet we met and you know she's a medical doctor she's a gold medalist from sadhguru hospital she's an md and she said you know i feel very passionate about it. i said well i feel very passionate about cups can you start talking about it because i don't i'm not a user so no matter how hard i try it will always be there'll be a gap between cup and the lid so she came on board and she started working on it and she and today like a foundation has three more people under her who are working and for a company of our scale and stage it is unheard of and our foundation is now completing 3 years and you know it's on a mission to say that we'll end gender inequality and uh, period poverty and we are on a mission to do 
contribute to a million women through our foundation as well. Just build it like that. One customer reached out to me saying, you know, on your cup, you're writing something which is, which I find derogatory. I said, ma'am, why don't you come and meet me? She came to the office today. She writes the content. You know, so it's <laughs> luck and passion. I think um, at so many levels, yeah, at so many levels. So they make their own culture. It's a, I'm nobody, you know, to, to be, I think I'm just saying, do whatever, just stay happy. And then you, you come to office, you should enjoy it. So we try not to, uh, politics hoi nahi paati because I think jitne log hain, wo apne aap mein itne empowered or khush hain, ki nobody is insecure. That's why Touchwood people don't leave us. One famous professor once told me that CEO or CEOs actually stand for customer, employee, owner, and society. <laughs> so yeah. it, it is it's indeed very, very admirable. I wanted to ask you this, which you have actually already answered, that there was no need at this stage for you from any legal or compliance point of view to have a foundation. So yeah, yeah. And I think that that's such a what kind of impact is the foundation making today? Well, I'd say that uh, every year when it comes to teaching thousands of women on sustainable menstruation, I think last year we completed 10,000 uh, new uh, people, you know, uh, new women. And they're all from underprivileged background. We're working with sex workers. We're working with refugees. Hmm. Uh, and again, remotest parts of the country. And also now internationally, we are working. Okay. Our mission is to, to take our own numbers. I mean, 100,000 we want to do in phase one, where we want to move them to cups at no cost to them. Hmm. And... Uh, so I hope this year we'll be able to complete at least half of them and, and then go to a million, which is our eventual aspiration that we want to move those women. And deep your manufacturing, this is your own manufacturing, right? No, sir. We don't manufacture as of today. It's contract manufacturer. The shape is us. Uh, the concept is us. The formulations are us, but we don't manufacture. We are all, we are the product and formulation guys. Fantastic. Good. 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 Deep, I think... I am covered of what I wanted to ask you. Is there something more which you want to share? <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you so much, uh, like I said, for having me over. And I hope, uh, you know, if there are there are people who believe uh, that they can help us. Uh, please do reach out. I'm deep at Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. you know, I, I have spoken to you about this once, uh, maybe fleetingly, but, you know, there are these industrial areas. So, and and uh, where in the... Um, lighter jobs of quality and quality control where mass production is there a lot of women are working and I think that yeah. is an area where we could address uh, where we could reach very effectively have a lot of concentration in in one locality absolutely so that is something which I would like to take forward I would take you up on that office I will not let you go so you please do help us on that and I hope uh, thank you 